How's it going, everybody? Uh, I just finished watching The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, a.k.a. The Conjuring 3. Um, and I'm here to do my review for it. Uh, this is going to be a spoiler-free in the beginning. Uh, Spoiler-ish uh, at the end. So I will let you know. Uh, when to stop listening, if you don't want anything spoiled. Um, but, uh, I just got done actually watching the third one. Um, over the last couple days, I've watched the first two Conjuring movies leading up to this. And, uh, I wasn't planning on staying up all night until it dropped on HBO Max. But, you know, I ended up staying up and watching it on HBO Max when it dropped. Um... So, you know, a lot of different thoughts about The Devil Made Me Do It has been going around. You know, there's, you know, the consensus is most people genuinely, generally enjoy it. Uh, but, you know, there are people that seem to be a little bit disappointed with it, things like that. So going into it, um, being the fact that this was the first one so far that James Wan hasn't directed himself, um... I was kind of worried going into it, you know, hearing all of the concern from people that I hold in high regard and respect and things like that. I, but I went to it with an open mind and, um, honestly, I think it's great. Um, I can understand why there are certain elements of the movie that don't work for a lot of other people, but, um, I think overall the movie is very well done for the story that's being told. Um, there is a few things that I wish were done a little bit differently, which I will get into the spoiler part of the review. Um, but overall, I I think this is a great successor to the first two Conjuring movies. Um, and I have to admit, going into it, I didn't expect coming out of it um, to be able to say that, but I actually think Michael Chaves um, did a really good job with this, and, and I have to be honest, like, um, a lot of people walked out of his prior movie, um, The Curse of La Llorona, very disappointed in it, and that's why I never, I've never taken the time to actually watch that, even though I really want to, even though it was a movie I really wanted to see, because it got a bunch of bad reviews, and so hearing that this, the director of that was doing this, you know, I was worried, and, you know, ever since his first outing as a director, James Wan, you know, even starting with Saw, uh, he is just, he's constantly growing and honing his craft to becoming a better director, and I think that's a lot of reasons why Conjuring 2 is my favorite of the first two, not because he didn't do a great job with the first one, but to me, it felt like he took all of the elements that were great about the first Conjuring movie and then just stepped up his game with the second one. But I completely understand why a lot of people still enjoy that first one the most. I don't know how this one will, will stack up, honestly. I'll have to watch it a few more times to really know where it lands in terms of it being a trilogy now um 
right now after just watching it once it is in third place but i think it's it's mostly at least as of right now just to do i'm not as acquainted with the story as i am with the first two you know because i've watched the first two a dozen times each um so i will be interested to see you know where this movie will land and why even if it stays in third place um i'll be interested to see how i feel about the movie the more i watch it and things like that but i say all that to say to give it a score i don't remember what i rated the first two movies initially i can tell you what i think of the first two now i think the first country movie for sure is a nine out of ten at least and I would say the same about the second one as well. Um, so this one, I would probably give it about an 8. I think it's a step down. But it's a super solid film. That if you're really wanting to watch it, you I don't think you'll be disappointed in it at all. Um, if you love the first two movies as much as I do. Um, and I definitely would say if you're curious at all about seeing this in the movie theater go and do that the only reason why i decided to watch it at hbo max is honestly just because i didn't want to wait until i could find time to go see it in the theater hell i might still go see it in the theater just to have that experience i missed the first one in the theater but the second one was a blast to see it in the theater so this might be one that i go and see um as well uh we'll just have to see what life is for me in the next month or so while it's out in the theaters you know um so with all that being said if you don't want anything being spoiled then i would recommend going ahead and hopping out now again like i said if you're a fan of the first two conjuring movies i think you'll really enjoy it uh oh i guess i will say this before before i give the final warning i will say this because I had a conversation with a friend of mine about this. Um, you do not have to watch all of the other quote-unquote Conjuring-verse movies to enjoy this. Um, Warner Brothers has done a really bad job at really explaining the universe. Um, think of it like this. The Conjuring movies are must-watch. The other movies are... If you want to watch them, have fun. But you don't have to watch the other movies. The other movies, and this is just the way that I view them, because I've seen all the Annabelle movies. I haven't... The only one I haven't seen yet is The Nun. And mainly just because it got a bunch of really bad reviews, and I wasn't really all that interested in it to begin with. Um, but they take something that's based in the conjuring verse reality aka real life and it's like they dial it up to 10 for these other movies to make horror movies out of them um so that's why i say you don't have to watch the other movies you know um, i really did like the second annabelle movie third one was all right it was pretty good um but you don't have to watch them. So I just want to make that abundantly clear. If you're interested in watching the Conjuring movies, 
just watch the Conjuring movies. You'll be perfectly fine. So don't feel like you have to watch all of these other movies to enjoy to uh, get anything out of it. So I just want to make sure I said that. With all of that out of the way, this is your final warning. If you don't want anything spoiled, then uh, thank you for listening. But here's where you need to go. Everybody else, let's jump into the few things that I do want to talk about specifically when it comes to The Devil Made Me Do It. I think this movie would have been a 9 or a 10 if they would have added 10 to 15 to 20 minutes more in the movie. It wouldn't have had to been that long and the movie would have greatly uh, improved by it. One of the areas that I agree with a lot of people who have said this about this movie is where this movie lacks is the court drama part of it. With the whole fact that Arnie Johnson was on trial for all of this, they really don't do a good job of uh, really helping you as the audience follow along with that part of the story. It does a great job of doing the stuff that we're used to in the other Conjuring movies, which is the whole paranormal research and all of the stuff with, you know, uh, Lorraine and Ed and their team trying to figure out, you know, where, where the truth lies and everything. Uh, and thankfully, that's the majority of the movie. So it ends up, again, you know, like I said before, it ended up being an 8 out of 10 for me. So it, it is really good. But you can't help but there are, there are certain aspects of the movie that really lacks. One of the things that was really jarring for me is something that happens kind of early on in the movie where Ed and Lorraine are talking to Arnie's uh, lawyer, and she's basically like, "No, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go up in front of everybody and be like, you know, the devil made him do it. You know, that's just crazy." And so Ed says to her, "You know, well, come have dinner with us," and. You know, let's see, if, see if we can convince you. Basically, then the next thing we see is her at court. You know, doing exactly that. You know, pleading not guilty due to demonic possession. And here's my problem with that: is I really wanted to see a scene. And again, it only needed to be like maybe five or six minutes long. Doesn't have to be like a really long, in-depth scene. And even five or six minutes is pretty meaty. Just have a scene where maybe they're finishing up dinner, right? And they're like, okay, now let me let me show you some things. And maybe they take her into their museum where they keep objects and... Uh, Maybe you have a, a funny situation happen where, you know, the window breaks. Or maybe they show her a video clip of something. You know, something like that. Something that is short and sweet. Where it's obvious she's like, oh, shit. This very well could be a possibility. Kind of like a, a, a funny moment to lighten up the tension given the fact what the rest of the movie is going to be. I think the movie would have highly um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The movie would have been better for it if they added a scene like that in the movie. And I, and I felt like it was a very 
jarring jump just to go from that meeting in her office to her at court, you know. Um, and I don't know if that was a decision the director made or if they did have a seat in between and then they decided to cut it out for some reason. You know, I don't know. But it's very jarring and it doesn't really work with just going straight to the court. You know, it's like you can't have a character, especially the lawyer character, say, I have a problem with this. I, I don't feel comfortable going to court. And then the next thing we see is not guilty demonic possessions. Like that's, that, that doesn't make any sense. We need to see the switch happen. Whether you do, whether you do it deadpan and serious and she has a legit turn or if it's something more com- comical or you know, it's supposed to, you know, lighten the mood. Either way, you need to have that moment. And the fact that it didn't really was jarring for me. And that's the only time in the movie that I felt like the movie failed at what a movie should do, you know? Um, There are a few other things that um, I wish they would have gotten deeper in. I wish them finding out that a witch or a Satanist was involved was a little bit more organic and they took their time with it a little bit more. Um, To me, I felt like we came to the conclusion very quickly. And, you know, there wasn't really a whole lot of people questioning it or, you know, really, you know, because there were moments in the first two Conjuring movies where... Even if they, even though they came close to finding out the actual truth, and they're pretty sure, you know, at both movies respectively, you have that moment where they go, "Well, everything's fine now," or, you know, or at, in the case of the second one, you know, we have the case of them thinking the girl faked it, and so then they leave, only to find out that's not the case at all, and so I kind of what did that moment with this like they played it very straight through with this it's like there's a case to be figured out they figure it out sure ed and lorraine go through a little bit of trauma but that's pretty much the story straight through and it just was very different feeling than the first two movies you know um and, it, and, it, and, and I'm not even sure if it's one of those things for me where I necessarily think it's a bad thing yet. Right now, it doesn't sit well with me. But I'm hoping on future watches, I will come to feel better about it. But on, on a first watch, those are the few things that come to mind that if we... Like, again, we, d- we don't need more than, like, 20 minutes you know, there's a few minutes here, a few minutes there, a few minutes here, a few minutes there. Maybe, like I said, a five or six minute scene with the lawyer at the beginning. You really, you know, what we got was great. But I think what we needed, what, what, what we had needed to be accentuated a little bit more. And I think that's where the movie fails. Um, but it's not a huge failing, you know, like this isn't a failure to me. I'm not going to rate this movie, you know, a five or a four, you know. Like, this definitely is a passing grade. This is an eight out of ten. It's the low, you know, it's the lowest that I've given a Conjuring movie so far. But 
you know, um, and you know, some of that, you know, because I haven't watched any of Michael Chave's other work. Some of it might just come from him being a little bit more inexperienced than James Wan. Um, and, um, maybe not having the maturity that James Wan has. Um, because here's the thing, when you watch the first two Conjuring movies, there is a maturity about the movie when you're watching it. And, you know, it has, a, it has its tone to it, its seriousness, and its, its, its feel. And James Wan earns that feeling that is evoked. And I will say I think Chaves comes close to evoking that in this. But he never actually quite rings the bell. Bell, or actually makes it past the finish line with that. It's always just a little bit shy of reaching that place that the first two Conjuring movies reach. But again, to end this review, because we're already at like 17 minutes. Um, but with all that said, it is a very enjoyable movie. So if you've listened to the whole thing and you haven't watched it yet... I still highly recommend watching it. If you did watch it, what were your thoughts? Did you feel the same as me? I'd be really curious to find out. Thank you for listening. And uh, I hope to see you guys back to listen for to, for the next podcast. So, yeah, uh, I don't know what the next movie or TV show that I will review will be. But uh, thanks for listening. And until next time, guys. Peace out.